Hey guys, it's your girl Menzi and as usual, I'm here to put you on some positive vibes. This is just the second episode but I promise it's going to be fantastic by all standards. Today, I'm trying out a new name because I don't think the Menzi farm is working. The farm thing is actually not working for me. I don't know about you but today, I'm going to try an even funnier name I think. <laughs> we are going with Menzinators, you know like Terminators. <laughs> I don't know, but, well, I guess you guys would probably reject this as well, but today, that's the name we are going with, Menzenitis. Next week, hopefully, we can get better with this name we are looking for. Also, today, I'm going solo. It's just me. There's no one. It's just Menzi, and I got this. Menzi on the mic, period. Period, poop. <laughs> Anyways, that's just by the way. You know how when you are in junior high school in Ghana, the school organizes an open day where your parents go through your books and later discuss your progress with your teacher? Well, my parents used to get the same reports all the time. I guess most people's parents used to get the same reports as well because, I mean, you are who you are. They always used to hear, my teachers always used to tell them, She's such a talkative. She just can't seem to keep quiet. She's doing well in class and everything. That's awesome. But she can't keep quiet. And every new year, I remember I'll make a resolution and say, this year, when I go to school, I'm going to be quiet. The first day, in fact, first period, I'll be quiet. But actually, I said it's yeah, who you are. And, well, the whole reason, the purpose of me telling you this backstory is because because I hope today I can keep that up here because like I mentioned earlier, this is my first monologue, aka I'm going solo. I just like singing the solo. I guess I'm excited. I hope you are too. Well, I still have not developed a niche, so each episode of this season can go in any direction. Hello, Oniva. Many times many times when I engage in conversation with people, they tend to tell me I'm confident and I'm brave and, you know, the whole confidence package plus. I know you can't see me, but trust. Me hutra. Me hutra. The girls will say, oh, machio. <laughs> you don't understand that, but basically me hutra and girl. Just take it like that. Those who understand, understand. Oh, machio. Yes. Yeah, so, so my confidence is quite top-notch, I believe. I think. Also, I was raised to believe in myself. But like all aspects in life, some experiences I've had totaled into making me who I am today. In this episode, I'm here to tell you that your mistakes are okay. The error is not in making the mistake, but rather not learning from them. Since I brought up junior high, let's take it back there. I had this very jovial ICT teacher when I was in junior high. He was very interesting. He used to play with us, crack jokes, tell us all sorts of funny things so we all liked him and i used to respect him a lot in fact i still respect him for the purpose of this story i'll tell you the position of my class when i was in junior high when i was in junior high school my class was right near the ict lab and normally when we go to school we have quiet time early in the morning and i used to go to school very early in the morning so i'm normally there before quiet time so we make noise now right time is quiet time we are supposed to be quiet read meditate do whatever you like just don't talk my classmates and i didn't seem to understand quiet time so we're always noisy 
for some reason this very interesting ICT teacher was having none of that that day so during quiet time we were making noise and even that day guys I wasn't even the head noisemaker I was just in my corner doing my very mild noise making with my partner nothing serious and he came out and told us to keep quiet we kept quiet as soon as he left um we started talking again like the class became noisy again i, I wasn't even noisy that day because that day you know there are just some days that you're not in the mood to be noisy you just want to be like just be quiet so i wasn't really quiet but i also I also wasn't making noise if you get what i mean i'm sure you get a picture so this man came out like three, four times and told us to be quiet. I don't know if he was having a bad day from home or something. I don't know. But this man was actually very vexed. So we went for assembly. After a quiet time, it's assembly. We went for assembly. And in my junior high, for assembly, the students stand down. And then the teachers are up, like on a storyboard. And they are looking down on us. So we, we start assembly and everything. And it's time for announcements and stuff. And then this man comes and says that, my class was very noisy during quiet time and told us to keep quiet and we're not quiet and that I was leading them. What? I was leading them how? I was basically minding my business that day. I don't know whether it's like past glory because I've been talking previously. So today, since you can't pinpoint who was actually making the noise, he's going to just pin it on me that I was innocent that day. And one thing I can't stand is when I'm accused wrongly. I don't mind if I've done it and you accuse me. I'll take it in good faith and be shy. But if I've not done it, I'm going to defend myself. So, as this man was talking, and then I just screamed. Can you imagine? And we don't even go to... It's not like just your um year group will go for assembly. So, we were there with our seniors and some of our juniors. And I just screamed no 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 that's not true you can't just come and smear my name like during assembly like who does that and this man says that and i said i'm going up upstairs to come and explain to the other students what actually happened in the class because i will not allow him to stand them speaking like this was in front of the whole school and other teachers and this man says if i dare come up there he's going to beat me mercilessly that's like even child abuse. I don't even know why. <laughs> Anyways, so I had this English teacher I really liked. Most of my teachers actually liked me, I think, because she called me and told me that, no, you don't do that. That's not how to address an issue and everything. But I was really determined to go there and, you know, go and show my crutchet powers and also defend myself and everything. Funny enough, it was a Friday. And the next day, we were going for an excursion. An excursion I was so hyped about because I think we were going to Akusumbu Dam. And I was just hyped because in the bus, it's fun. You know, going to sit at the back with your friends. You sing songs out loud. You laugh. See things on the road and all that. And my mom was also going to prepare food for my friends and I. And everything. Like, I was really hyped about this excursion. But this is the attitude I had put up at assembly the previous day. So I was sort of shy after, like after everything happened, I was shy because the whole school was there. Now I'm like, he was, he wasn't speaking the truth, but was that really the way to handle it? So 
the day of this so i came back home and told my mom what happened and she scolded me that you don't act like that it's the wrong thing to do blah 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 and i told her that i'm not going to go for um the excursion again so all the chicken and octopus and things she had brought out to prepare for me are done for the excursion she just went to pack everything back into the freezer and i said i'm not going again that night i couldn't sleep guys I was just tossing and turning and thinking about this excursion that I'm going to forfeit because of this attitude I had put up in school. So, long and short, when it was about 5 a.m., sister had still not slept. So I hadn't slept a wink. I was thinking about the excursion. I went to knock on my parents' bedroom door and I told them, guys, I think I want to go for this excursion. My mother was like, have you seen your life? Now everything was in the freezer. And... It was like 4 a.m. What time was she going to make food for me and for me to take? Like, it was just a whole mess for her. But like all mom, she's a super mom. She just came up, took, went to the freezer, was hitting the hard things on the floor so at least she can break some of the chicken apart and spices. And, you know, it was such a marathon for her. And so when it was a bit earlier, she called one of the teachers and told the teachers that I'm still coming. So I won't come to the school, but they should meet me on the way. She take me halfway, then they pick me from there and everything. So I couldn't get all the child food I was going to get at first because it was a marathon, but I got some. And I went, and in the bus, I couldn't even go and sit by my friends. I don't know, I was just so shy. I was thinking back, back at how I had acted. I was just so shy, like very, very shy. I don't know why. And so I got into the bus. We made it, and I got into the bus, and... I couldn't go and sit by my friends who are at the back like I had predicted. So one of my teachers called me to come and sit by him. And he was telling me I shouldn't mind anybody. I should forget it and stuff. It's all part of life and all that. So I think halfway through the journey, I was a bit okay. And I went to my friends and we started vibing and all that. And it was okay. But why I'm telling you guys this experience of mine is because of what I learned from it. So I learned that... I shouldn't be quick to react. It doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. But sometimes after, if you do things in anger, after you sit back and think about it, you realize that, nah, that wasn't the way. So sometimes it's just better to just keep calm and allow things to, you know, just play out and just be calm. Just allow them to play out. And you might... Be able to better explain yourself or better get better results but if you are quick to react and everything you just might end up embarrassing yourself or doing something you might actually regret so the first lesson is don't be so quick to react fast forward to shs senior high school so when i was in senior high school in fact i don't like mathematics it's not like i hated it then and i like it now i've never liked it since I was born, I just do my best to get through it in school. So, <laughs> when I was in senior high school, my math teacher, we used to do some interim assessments and stuff. And one day, my math teacher decided that we were failing too much. So, he decided that anybody that got an F9 on the interim assessments was going to wear their uniform for visiting. And for my school, during visiting, we normally wear 
outing like we have a different outfits for visiting and so if you're wearing your uniform you'll be the odd one out because and you're in form three like you're in your final year and your third year in the um in senior high school why you might you definitely have the outfits that you are supposed to be wearing during visiting so why are you in your school uniform so his whole rationale behind this was so people will ask you why you're wearing your uniform and then you can tell them that you filled in mathematics for the interim assessment normally guys as usual i still do at least five over ten b then i'll just get some DOCC then for the interim assessment then i've moved on that day interim assessment say i will show this girl guys i'm very intelligent but that day <laughs> i'm a very intelligent girl trust me i want to see it i want i want to clear the air but that day all odds were against me. I got F9. Hey! I didn't mean to beg this man that, oh, for some time now, I've not even been getting F9. And today you bring this law, and I don't know whether it's nervousness or what, I get F9. At that time too, funny enough, I had um shingles. I don't know where that thing came from. One day I woke up and there was something on my neck, and I didn't even know what it was. Then everybody was telling me that if it goes around my neck and it joins, I'll die. Can you imagine? Hey, the way I prayed, God forbid, I won't die now in Jesus' name. <laughs> Anyways, that's what we're saying. So I had those shingles and everything, and my dad was going to come for visiting. He never misses a visiting, so I knew my father would be there. And this is this man saying we should wear a uniform. Hey, hey, day, what will I do? And I'm like, okay. So I devised a plan. I'll wear the uniform and sit in my classroom for the man to come and see that, yes, I'm in my uniform. And then I'll hide my outing in my desk. That's the outfits you wear when it's visited. I'll hide it in my desk. So that when my father comes, soon I hear that my father has come, I will go under the desk and quickly change, go and see my father and, you know, come back and change again. So I had this plan in my head. I've planned everything. Some people didn't care because they weren't going to get visitors. But if my father sees me in this thing, you ask me, why are you wearing this? And I'll say that I didn't do well in math. I, I cannot lie. You catch me. So I had this plan. Then they told my father had come. And I succeeded in changing and everything. Now my dear dad came and saw the shingles on my neck and said, how are they treating it? I told him how they were treating it and he wasn't too excited. And he marched me to the headmistress's office. So we get to the headmistress's office and my dad starts complaining and all that. And she also starts saying what she will say and all that. That part of the story is not really necessary. So, in fact, I don't know the moral of this story. The moral of this story is I was brave enough to change from my uniform to my outing. When I knew that this man was parading the grounds, making sure that we were in our uniform. I don't remember if you caught me or not, but I was brave enough, Shah. I cannot come on disgrace myself and imagine that they even marched me to the headmistress office if I had gone there in that uniform and they asked me, what would I have said? Me, like, I don't know how to lie. If I start lying, if my father didn't see that I'm lying, he asked me why I'm lying in front of the woman and it would have been such a disgraceful act. So I'm happy I didn't lie and I'm happy I was able to succeed in changing from my uniform to my outing it's a very proud moment for me it's not proud because i'm a demon or anything but you know the the whole you won't get it <laughs> i don't know i don't think you guys will get it but it was a nice time like when i sit back and i remember th- that day it was actually fun 
as I was talking with my daddy, I was just flying around. I was so nervous, making sure this man doesn't come and see me in my outing because he knows me very well and knows that I'm supposed to be in my uniform and all that. Okay, so fast forward. Now I'm in the university by God's special grace. I'm in the university. As now I was in the university. And I had, my friend was my roommate, but she left to go to um, a hostel closer to her faculty and all that. So that made sense. And I started to stay. And I had new roommates and stuff. I was cool with all of them. Some who left, some came, you know, like they finished school and left, then new ones came and all that. And it was good. I was good. Like we were having fun in the room. Nobody was quarreling, nothing. It was nice. And God blessed me with a car. So I got this car. And guys, you know, before I had this car, from level 100, 200, my friends and I, we've been walking to class. Sometimes we pick shuttle and all that. Then I had another friend who had a car before me. Sometimes she would give me a lift and all that. And it was nice. And I had some friends in my hostel who, um, how do I put this? Okay, who offered the same course I as me and they're in my group study so I study with them actually and so I got this car and when I'm going to class my friends sit in the class and we go sometimes occasionally one of my roommates would be going somewhere but the car is full so I'll just tell them that oh I'm sorry the car is full and all that not knowing these girls have harbored something against me not taking them to class I don't even know why because I don't know how they expected that as I got a car, I'll forget the people that I'm actually going to class with and be picking them. And these are the cars I know for. I actually go with these girls. So I listened down that they had harbored some sort of, I don't know, negativity towards me. So we were in the room and I realized that sometimes they will all be, when I, as soon as I entered, they will all be giggling and stuff. I didn't think anything of it. Like, you know, I mean, it's not a big deal. So one day, I was there when one of the girls, so one time, she got sick, like very sick. I don't, I could hear noises. So I woke up and saw that she was sick, vomiting and all that. So, and it was done, like 2 a.m. I didn't know which clinic would be opened or like the um, clinic on campus wasn't opened. So I stayed up with her, so as soon as it was 5 a.m., I drove her to the clinic and we went and we went to do her card and everything and they admitted her and all that. So I drove her there. I didn't bat nothing. I was just in a hurry to just take the girl there because she was very sick. So after that incident, after a while, I was there and she came to me that she wants to tell me something. I'm like, what's wrong? And she goes like, so when I'm not there, the other girls have been saying bad things about me. And all that. Some of the things they were saying, like, they were not even necessary. One girl says, I think my hair is long, but her hair is longer. Like, they were just childish things for me. So, I just told her that, you wish I said this, I've heard. I mean, I know I've not done any bad thing to anybody. So, she was telling me how they say I don't give them lifts in my car. So, I'm like, ah, really? People can tell me I'm going to the market. I'll just drive you because it's Saturday and I'm not going anywhere. Like, I was trying my best to be nice, but I think they didn't understand. I don't know what was going on. Anyways, so we, she told me and everything. I just said, okay, I didn't react, nothing. I just said, okay, and I left it. One day I was in the room with just her and the other girls had gone out. And she came 
to my bed and told me she thinks the other girls are recording us. I'm like, ah, why would they record us? And she said, she's sure they think we've been talking about them. So I don't know whether previously they've done that before or she just assumed or she saw it. I don't know. So I got up from my bed. I went to look at the other girl's bed because apparently she was using her tablet to record her. That's what the girl said. I went to look and it's true. The girl was recording. Like she had left her phone on record so that when she comes back from wherever she's going to, she can't listen to what the other girl and I have been saying. And these other girls were really close. I don't know what happened for one to come and just start telling me stuff about what the other two girls have been saying. That's why I didn't even want to act on it at all because like... So... When I started recording, I stopped the recording, locked her phone, like everything. I wanted her to know that her phone had been tempered, uh, her tablet, sorry, it was a tablet. I wanted her to know that the tablet had been tempered with, and I know she would not be able to ask because, like, why did she leave her phone on recording? So we were there after a while, and she and the other girl came back. When they came back, as soon as they came now, they sat on one girl's bed and took their tablet. And of course, she realized that the recording had been stopped and her phone was locked. But she couldn't ask anybody because what was I going to see? What was I going to ask? So she just opened this and they put earpiece. And one put one in her ear, one's left ear, one's right ear. Then they started listening. I'm like, what are they even listening to? Because I'm sure it's quiet because we're not, we don't gossip about them. I don't have time for that. Well, they didn't say anything. They just listened to what they were listening to. And they turned it off. And then they, they, we all did what we would do. So at the end of the semester, so they've been asking me as well as me in the room, but me, I'm normal. At the end of the semester, normally when we have exams, especially when it's a 3.30 paper, um, my friends and I, those in my hostel, we go and study, like do some sort of group studies revision before the paper. So, and we normally do it in the basement. My hostel had a basement, so we normally go there and go and do it because some of my classmates were in the basement. So, I was in the basement studying and all that. Then, I think after like a while, I think it was maybe around one or two, it was getting close to the paper. So, I told my friends that, oh, my classmates that, oh, I'm leaving. I want to go and, you know, pack my pen and my paper and my ID and all those things so that I don't leave anything. So, I'm leaving to my room and I'll be back soon. Then we can go as usual. We'll sit in my car and we'll go because we finished studying. We are going to write a paper. It's a logical thing to do. So, guys, get this. I get to my room. I honestly can't remember what happened, right? But I get there and all I can remember is I was just standing there and these girls were going back and forth. So, this one would say, Abba, she said this and this about you. And then another one would say, no, she said this and this. I didn't say, she said snake. Hey, it wasn't easy. So they were sort of confessing what they both said about me. And the other two girls were telling me that this girl that has been telling me stuff is a snake. And that other thing she actually said that they said, she said it. And they were all, and I had a paper, imagine. So I was just quietly looking at them like, I didn't want to talk because I have a paper. I'll just now come and start talking and I'll go and forget what I have to write on my paper, please. So... As they were talking, I stood there for like two minutes, just shocked. And we were all just, I don't know, sort of spilling each other's secrets out. So I just told them, after the shock went, that, you know what? I really don't have time for this. I have a paper and I'm out of here. You guys can continue 
calling each other snakes and backbiters and whatever. But me, I'm out. I know I've treated you as good as any human should. So if this is my payback and now you guys are beating each other up, it's on to you. And I left and I went to tell my group studies people that, hey, Omo, guys, go up there and go and see what's happening in my room. Oh, they want me to forget, but I refuse to forget. So I just didn't mind them. The devil is a liar. Ha! As I've learned, people now want me to come and talk and go and sit behind my paper, emotionally disturbed or what. Even that one cries the work of the devil. I refused it. And so it didn't even affect me. The moral for this story is no matter how nice you are to people, no matter how you treat people, not everyone would like you. Every, like, everyone cannot like you. If everyone likes you, you actually have a problem. So go and check it. You cannot be doing you and everybody would 100% like you. That's what I learned about it. Like, from that lesson, um, from that experience. So it was sort of like, I've tried my best for these people, going out of my way to do things for them and all that. I did so many things for those girls. But... This is the thank you I'm getting. And it's fine. Because I don't expect that as I'm going through life, everybody would like me. Or, in fact, you know how anything you do, people have something to say about it. Like, whatever you do, whether it's good or bad, somebody will say something about it. So just, the way is your friends, just do you and keep moving. Absolutely. Okay, so... We've been fast forwarding right now. We are rewinding. We are going back to SHS. I actually saved this story for last because it was such a learning curve for me. And I learned that standing for the right thing will get you a lot of enemies, but the right thing will always prevail. Almost like um when there's light and darkness. Where there's light, darkness cannot prevail. Even if you the whole place is so dark and you turn on just a small candle this can light up the place for you to see what's around you that's what i learned from this story so like i said i'm rewinding back to shs so this is the last story and last lesson i mean there are lots but i don't want to bore you guys with all that so let me just finish here so when i went to senior high school on this podcast is the first time i'm actually going to tell everyone Right from day one, I decided I wanted to be a prefect. I didn't know what prefect I wanted to be, but I knew that I wanted to be a prefect. And I didn't tell any soul about it, nor my parents, no one. I just started praying about it every night on my bed, in the silence of my heart. I made this decision because I felt like my life in junior high was so flat. Like, I didn't do anything, like, impactful. I was, I, it's just like I just went through the school and left in was the girl that was not tolerating nonsense. So that was like my tag. I didn't tolerate nonsense. That's what I'm known for. And I just left without actually doing anything impactful. So as soon as I entered senior high, I told myself, you know, over here, I want to be impactful. I don't know which prefects I want to be, but I want to, you know, be a prefect. And then I felt like only God could help me. So every night on my bed, I'll just pray about it quietly. Nobody knew. But also, this no-nonsense thing followed me to senior high, guys. It wasn't even easy. I don't understand why I'll be working. I've not called you. I've not touched you. Because you are my senior, you call me that I should kneel down and raise my hand. And you want to leave me there for like 30 minutes. Hey, me, I didn't understand, though. Call me social justice because I didn't understand. And I'll, in fact, I'll challenge you on it. So, as usual, 
the seniors didn't like me. If I see you doing the wrong thing, I probably won't go and report you to a teacher or something. But if you try to involve me, I'll call you out that please. I'm not here for the wrong thing. I want to do the right thing. T for things. So, it end me a lot of enemies in my house. A lot. And outside my house too. And I had seniors from like my junior high who were in my senior high. And they liked me. Like those from my... Um, junior high so sometimes they come and save me from some of these my confrontations so and they were telling me to stop they they like coming to save me from it i'll give them shout outs to i don't know i don't want to mention their names but i love them so much anyways so as i went through the school lots of seniors didn't like me even some of my mates didn't like me because they they were deviants and they felt like me i don't tolerate that and whatever i don't care but the truth is i really didn't care about what they were doing i don't care just don't bring your wahala on me like being your lane and let me be my lane but if you cross my lane <laughs> wrongful overtaking yawa go pai i will definitely call you out because you cannot just come and overtake me it can cause accident and please i'm not here for accidents so um uh-huh. so as i was going to the school i by the time I was in like form one second term, I felt like, oh, I wanted to be a compound prefect. That's what I actually wanted. No one knows. But that's what I had thought in my head that, oh, I'll probably be gunning for compound prefects. So as I was gunning for this compound prefect, God had other plans for me, plans that I didn't have for myself. But as I was praying, so I was never specific. I was just saying, I want to be a prefect, I want to be a prefect. Because as I went, I didn't know what prefect I wanted to be. But with time, I decided that, oh, compound prefects was the way for me to go. Because I enjoyed it. The then compound prefects was a friend. And she used to give me some of her duties. That one to another story. It really got enemies for me. Because she was dedicating things like punishments for me to go and give to my own mates so imagine form one girl to form one girl telling your fellow mates to go and sweep or kneel down or stand on their decks and stuff so they didn't like me for that too because once a duty has been discharged to me i'm going to carry it out to the latter that's me and my mates couldn't understand that because like ah you it's not like you are older than us you are the same age as us why would you come and be now giving us instructions but it's just me if that i'm told to do something i'll do it to the best of my ability and power is nice as well but i don't abuse it anyways so we went so we got to form three like we got to third year everyone so we're there and actually actually my house um, mistress, my house mistress took a liking to me, right? She took a liking to me and I didn't see it as anything. My mind wasn't even there. But also I was active in my house because like I said, I didn't want a very flat SHS life. I wanted to be impactful. So I was active in my house and all that. And then the then house prefix was in my dormitory. So she used to send me to my house, mistress's house and stuff. I think that's how the woman took a liking to me. Because I told you if I'm given a duty, I'll discharge it to the latter. And when you go to, you know, these house mistresses, she will tell you, do this, do that, iron, do this, do that. Uh-huh. And I'll do it well because I don't like doing things in house. So she started liking me and she had plans of giving me the position of house prefect. But me, my mind was not even there. But 
you know the way I said I wanted to be active and all that. As I was active on the compound, as I was living in the house, I was active there. And my seniors who didn't like me, some of my mates who didn't like me, felt like I wanted to be house prefects. So they were against it. And they wanted some very quiet, meek girls to be the house prefect because they could control her like a puppet. But my house mistress too, she's a smart woman and she had seen what they wanted to do. So, and she knows that these girls, some of my seniors were deviants and were doing the wrong things in the house. I've never reported anybody to her or nothing, but she knew that as I could handle them. So that, that was her plan too. And she nominated me and all that. That one too. There were so many issues at the nomination place. Some of the easy, some of my teachers had to stand up for me over there over there because um some of the seniors had gone to police the other prefects so that i don't know what's the whole lot but long and short is the teachers were actually like nah this girl can actually do the work she's this she's that like we're vouching for me and that was great fast forward to it's time for handing over and they mention my name my father has come for the handing over feeling proud and everything and these seniors decide to boo me because i'm not their choice and we're like boo boo and i just confidently i just closed my eyes i was just sad that my dad was there to witness such i don't even know what word to use but i worked there confidently did the handing over and it was nice and i left like we finished and then I was going to explain to my dad and he goes like you did great you were great and i'm very proud of you don't listen to what people say so the moral of this story is like what happened in uni no matter what people wouldn't like you and like i said in the beginning there's always a way for light to overcome darkness if you have your principles stay by them live by them people that you least expects would vouch for you as my teachers were vouching for me i didn't expect them to and i didn't even know they would let your past experiences make you stronger don't make them break you no matter how bad they may seem even if you were doing the wrong thing learn from it and move on if you did the right thing and it looked like everyone was against you make it make you stronger let it make you stronger please and please don't let anyone put you down don't let your mistakes in life put you down let them make you stronger always come out rise like a phoenix don't be don't allow your experiences to make you feel like you are nothing you know how ladies would really relate to this analogy because you know how when you get like acne and stuff and then you get some products that really works for you and you've smeared on your face and everything your face is all now clear and nice and this you are so beautiful like you are more beautiful than you were because all your blemishes are gone and stuff let your let your experiences do that for you don't make them do the opposite on this note i would like to read about two points from a guy named f dot mega um that's his instagram handle as well so if you listen to the poems and you like it, you should check out his Instagram. And so the first poem goes and I read, I met a strongest person today. She smiled when I smiled. I stared at her scars. This time she didn't walk her way out of shame and regret. This time she stared right back, convinced that her scars were her greatest assets. Episodes of her journey, reminders of the father bent within her, 
I looked into her eyes. The reddish things had finally cleared up. She had built a raft to sail through her tears. Instead of drowning in it, her confidence was empowering. She was a liberated woman and nothing could stop her. I took a step back from the mirror and whispered, The world is yours to own. This poem was written by F. Mega, and his Mega is spelled M-A-I-G-A-H. You can check him out on Instagram and I'm reading the second one. While others complained of the storm, she used the sounds of thunder to make music. The flooding ground was her dance floor and the lightning was her paparazzi. She's a strong woman and nothing can hold her down. This is, these poems are so beautiful and they just go with what I wanted, the message I wanted to convey with this podcast. On this note, I say thank you for listening to Power with Menzi. This is your girl Menzi and I'm saying Menzi Akire Sesha. Au revoir.